Hey, hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome back into this edition of the Above the Rim podcast. This is Thursday, August 6th, of course. And before I get started with things here, I do got to give a shout out to my brother, Zach. It is his birthday. Happy birthday, big bro. Love and miss you. Hope you're doing well out there in Iowa. But let's get started on this. We got a lot of basketball to talk about today, obviously. So let's just get right into it. And obviously, right off the bat here, I'm going to go right into it. Concern in Lakerland. Do I think Lakers should be concerned? And as you guys know, I am a Laker fan. Am I concerned? And let me tell you, I go back and forth on this question if I'm concerned or not. I go back and forth because obviously we're two and two in the bubble right now. We haven't had, you know, we haven't played very good in any game, haven't shot the ball well in any game. I don't even think we've hit above 40% field goal percentage in any one of these games. And also another big thing is Anthony Davis. He's been inconsistent. He's had two rock star games and two games that are kind of just meh, like blah, you know. And then, of course, LeBron. I haven't seen LeBron be LeBron quite yet in this bubble. We're all waiting on that. But look, like I said, I'm a Laker fan. I got them winning the title. I'm not changing my pick, but I am starting to get a little concerned. And one of the big things that concerns me about this ball club is it seems to be Anthony Davis and LeBron James be rock stars or the whole team's a bust. That's what it is right now. AD's got to play like a great. LeBron's got to play like the GOAT. And if they don't, then they're going to lose. That's what I'm seeing. They have absolutely no bench production. Look, I was hopeful for the J.R. Smith edition, but after watching him in the bubble, he looks old. I mean, he's all right on the defensive end. He's not going to stop anybody, though, and I just don't know if you can rely on him to consistently make shots. He hasn't consistently made shots his whole career. He's always been someone that is kind of streaky, a little bit erratic, you know? So I just don't know what to think about there. Also, Danny Green has got to get going. I'm seeing this guy brick a lot of threes. Like, hopefully by the time the playoffs come around, he seems to play big during the playoffs. So hopefully he gets his shot going. We'll have to find out, though. Look, that's a wait and see. I'm going with he will because he has championship medal. He has championship experience. He is a two-time champion. So I'm sure when the playoffs get going, he'll find his shot a little bit. And you know what? I do got to say I'm a little concerned about LeBron. You know, I don't know. Obviously, tonight against the Rockets, he's going to sit out due to a sore groin. At least that's what they're calling it. I don't really know what to think right now. I haven't really seen him be LeBron in the bubble, and I don't know if I should attribute that to it's not the playoffs yet, so maybe he's taking his foot off the gas a little bit. Maybe he's saving himself to ramp up right when the playoffs start. I don't know, but one thing I have noticed about him, I don't know whether or not the injury to the groin is legit. I don't know if that's a real injury or if they're just playing mind games with the Rockets. I'm going to get into that a little bit later on the podcast. So I don't really know, but I have been watching LeBron in these games, and it seems to me that it's a little harder for him to get around defenders. It just really seems that way to me. Like He's had a tough time getting to the lane, and his jump shot just has not been falling. A lot of things are going short. You know, assume they're going short as if he has no legs. So If there is something up with that groin, I could definitely see that being true, but I'm just not sure because against the Clippers, when he needed to play lockdown D and he needed to show up in that fourth quarter, he definitely did. So I'm not sure what to make of it. Maybe it's just a bubble. Maybe these games just aren't, you know, big to him. But I do have some concerns about the Lakers, and these concerns are starting to get bigger and bigger the more we go into this bubble. And, you know, I think that might be one of the reasons why LeBron's not going to play tonight. Look, you got the Rockets in the bubble who have – 
just gone gangbusters. They're playing great basketball right now in the bubble, and the Lakers are not. Maybe they just don't want the Rockets to get a mental edge by beating them tonight, beating their full squad. So let's have LeBron sit out. Maybe the Rockets win that game, and then they don't feel as good about it in case they have to meet up in the playoffs in the future. So, you know, it's a bunch of mind games right now. I don't know what to believe in terms of the groin injury, and I know you're going to have the people, oh, my God, is LeBron load managing? Oh, just stop. No one cares if you take a game off here and there. Nobody's talking about that. But what that guy, number two, across the way in L.A. does, he takes it to a whole nother extreme. So don't even compare it. I don't want to hear it. And I know there's going to be people, Oh, I thought LeBron said he wasn't going to take games off. I know there's going to be those people. (laughs) I know there is. I can already hear it, but just stop because LeBron's someone who actually does usually play each game, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here. If he's got a sore right groin, I guess I'll believe it for right now, you know? But all in all, like I said, I do have concerns about the Lakers, but I'm not switching my finals pick or anything. We've had a lot of teams lose some questionable games so far in the bubble, a lot of the good contending teams. So I'm kind of leaning on don't get too worked up about it, and I'm not going to, but I do see some causes of concern there, definitely. But now with the Lakers out of the way, I'm going to talk about a team not a lot of people are talking about, but they need to be getting talked about. And that is the Denver Nuggets because Michael Porter Jr. and the Joker did it again. Look, Michael Porter Jr. added another 30-point game and Jokic added a 25-point game in their win against the San Antonio Spurs. And look, the, the Nuggets, they're a dangerous team, but if they want to be a contender, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to become their second best player. I don't see the Nuggets contending for a championship with a Jamal Murray as their second best player. I know Jokic can lead them. I know that much about them. But they really need someone to step up. Like, I know Jamal Murray, he's nice. He's nice. But is he a Robin? I don't think you can count on him to be that guy. To me, he seems more like a three than a two. So I think having MPJ explode in this bubble is only good for the Nuggets. And hopefully he keeps it going because he's definitely got the talent. He's definitely got the skill. And it's something that we need to be watching because if he can grow into that role during this bubble, then the Nuggets obviously become a lot more dangerous, especially with the additions of Bobo. I mean, we're talking... We are talking about a deep, deep team in the West. They have a lot of guys, a lot of bodies they can throw at you, a lot of guys that can put the ball in the hole, and they're dangerous. Look, I don't think anyone's picking the Nuggets to go win the championship, but I guarantee you out of the playoff teams, nobody's really looking forward to playing the Nuggets. I mean, that is they are going to be a real tough out, and I'm just really impressed with Michael Porter Jr. Look, we've waited to see him for a long time now, especially Nugget fans. Now we're, they're getting a chance to, and now everyone's getting to see him, and we're seeing why people were raving out of him raving about him coming out of college before his back injury. And this is why, I mean, he is a legit baller, put the ball in the hoop. He can shoot it. He's lengthy. He's big. And him and Jokic seem to have built a great chemistry. One that I'm very excited to watch going forward. I think nuggets are in a very, very good spot going forward. So definitely look out for the Nuggets to be bubble bursters. (laughs) No pun intended, but they can definitely burst some playoff teams' bubbles in the playoffs, no doubt about it. 
And with that, we segue into Carmelo Anthony, the former Nugget. Look, everyone thought he was done. I heard all the talk. Everyone thought he was done. So don't try to come back and say you didn't think he was done because I heard it. Everyone thought he was done. Look at him. He lost a few pounds. He finally got on a bike. He finally did some workouts, finally exercised for the first time in his career, got in shape. And now Carmelo Anthony is balling again every time you look up it seems he's making a clutch shot for portland and what a pickup for portland look you want to talk about a team taking a risk nobody wanted to touch carmelo anthony but portland saw something that he could help and look at him right now he's definitely helping that team i think they're obviously in the race for eighth with the pelicans but the pelicans obviously dropping the game today to the kings giving up 140 points who's playing defense on that team obviously nobody we know it's not zion because he's been struggling but look, the Trailblazers with Melo, I mean, they're pretty impressive. Look, they got Nurkic back as well. I mean, he's a nice addition. Then Gary Trent, man, this guy is raining threes from all over the place. I swear to you, I never even heard this guy's name before the bubble. And now every time you watch the Trailblazers, he's raining in a three like they're just out of style, man. So definitely they got some guys going. And you know Dame. Put some respect on his name. It is time for us to start mentioning Dame with the top-tier point guards. He might be the best point guard in the league. You know, we know him and Russell Westbrook have a beef. We love watching it, but we know Dame. Dame brings the dollars, man. That's what he does. He makes it rain out there, and he's the perfect leader for this team, and that's why I think the Trailblazers are going to get that eight spot. Look, I know everyone wants to see the Pelicans, but them losing today, I just I can't see it. I can't imagine it. They're dropping too many games, too many easy games. Well, like, come on, losing to the Kings today and giving up 140 points. Like, that's just, you know, they obviously don't want to make the playoffs. So they're not going to get in. The Trailblazers, though, you know, beating the Rockets. They've had some good games in the bubble, but they do have one of the tougher schedules, and the Pelicans have one of the easiest. But as you saw today, against these teams the Pelicans are supposed to beat, they're not beating them. So I definitely look for the Trailblazers to take that spot. And back to the Pelicans, look. I mean, it's time to start talking about it. Zion is out of shape. And this is, look, I love Zion. I think he's box office. I'm going to watch the game every single time he plays because I love basketball and I love what he brings to the game. But just watching him run up and down the court, watching him do things in this bubble, it's like, it's unimaginable to me how he can still be out of shape at this stage. I mean, we're talking about, we, we've been talking about this for a year, over a year since he was at Duke. Can he stay in shape? Can he play 82 games? Can his body handle their wear and tear? And you know, it doesn't even look like he's gotten in shape yet. And that was over a year and a half ago. Now, I don't know if his knee's still bugging him. I mean, it could be, you know, he has a weird kind of he has a weird walk. I don't know if it's like a confident strut, but I don't know if it's a strut or if it's a limp, but it is kind of concerning considering the knee. And I just think, man, if he lost just, just 20 to 25 pounds, he would be a dynamo. We see what he does on the court. You're talking about somebody that's 300 pounds, the kind of lift and the force and veracity that he has, the athleticism. If he drops 20 to 25 pounds, look out the league would be on notice you know what i mean and i just i just can't, i can't figure it out you know i can't figure it out like part of me thinks this minute restriction is because they know that he's out of shape and maybe that is it obviously he went home for a few days from the bubble to attend to a family matter 
Maybe he didn't do much working out. You got to believe, though. You got to get out there and run once in a while, right? But he came back in looking more out of shape than he did before. Because like I said, if you watched, if you paid attention to his Instagram, he posted a picture with a mask on in the gym, and he looked yoked, and he looked like he lost some pounds. And then obviously going back home for the family matter, came back, looks a little more out of shape than he did. So look, the Pelicans, they're a good team. They got they got a bright future I just think they're too young right now. The Trailblazers, they're seasoned. I got them taking that eighth spot. And don't even talk to me about the Grizzlies. I mean, they can't find a win in this bubble. I don't even want to talk about them getting the eighth seed because it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? I love John Morant, obviously. But, I mean, when it comes to the Pelicans or the Blazers, for that matter, I don't think the Grizzlies are better than either of those teams. So, But I definitely got the Blazers. Look, put your faith in Dame. He's got the dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Put your faith in Dame, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I got the Trailblazers making that eight spot. Pelicans are in a load of trouble here, wondering when they're just going to mail it in, honestly, and maybe not even play Zion anymore with all these losses. But you never know, you know? All right, and now we switch gears here to the Bucks and the Clippers. Obviously, a lot of people have those teams as favorites to make the NBA Finals. I think the Bucks definitely will. But they have had some head-scratching losses, and I talked about the Lakers and their concerns. Well, now it is time to talk about the Bucks and the Clippers. Look, are the Bucks' losses concerning? They lost, obviously, to the Rockets and the Nets this week. Look, that Nets loss, I mean, if you're the Bucs, you should never lose to that team. Not without Kevin Durant, Kyrie, no DeAndre Jordan. I mean, they basically don't have anybody out there besides Karis LeVert and I mean, you just, you got to find a way to bring that one home. I don't understand what that one's all about, you know? And then the Rockets, look, I watched that game, and the Rockets, they just have a weird way of playing bas basketball. I don't know if the Bucs were quite ready for that in that game, but the Bucs were still right there in that game, and Giannis was amazing. He's been amazing throughout the whole bubble, really. My biggest concern with the Bucs, look, I'm not concerned about the loss of the net. I mean, I think a lot of these teams are dropping a few of these weird games. Maybe they're not trying, or maybe it's just, you know, rust being, you know, out of basketball for that long. It could be a little rust, but I'm not concerned, and here's why. Giannis is the man, and I think that they're going to make the finals easily. Not easily, per se, but I just think, I just don't see anybody in the East that can stop Giannis. Maybe if the Sixers got their shit together, obviously they don't, though, because Ben Simmons just got hurt, and they've just, they're just an immature squad that I just don't think would be ready for the Bucks. But if they ever did become mature, then they would probably give the Bucks and Giannis some problems. But my biggest concern, even though I think they're going to make it to the final still, and I'm not overall that concerned, my biggest concern for them is Chris Middleton. Look, I, I, it's the same thing with Jamal Murray. I don't know if he's a two, but he's a better three probably. I don't know how often Giannis is going to be able to rely upon Chris Middleton to get the job done in the playoffs. Look, we haven't seen Chris Middleton in these situations a ton. I know last year he kind of had a disappearing act. Same with Giannis because the Raptors put up that wall. But Giannis is really going to need Chris Middleton to step up big and average over 20 a game and hit threes like he does in the regular season. Otherwise, I mean, they'll get to the finals and they'll just lose. He needs... Chris Middleton to be that guy for him. And it's going to be interesting to see throughout these playoffs if he does become that guy for Giannis. Now, do I think he will? I don't think so, but I think they're deep enough and they're good enough that they'll be able to get through the East. Where they'll have problems to me 
is in the finals where they meet the Lakers or the Clippers or a team like that. Like that's where they'll have problems. But Chris Middleton, look, I'm looking for him to step it up. I want to see him succeed. I want to see him step into that role. I just haven't seen enough of it yet. And that's the biggest concerning thing to me about the Bucks. You know, Chris Middleton, I think if I'm honest, I'd be a little concerned about it as well. But overall, look, I think they'll be fine. I mean, they play in the East. The East is pretty weak. I mean, they got some good teams in there, but nobody in the East has a Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I'll roll with him. You know what I mean? Now let's switch gears. Obviously, I said the Clippers. Now they lost to the Suns. Look, Devin Booker scorches them every time they play, it seems like. But I'm not concerned about this one either. Look, should there be concern in Clipperland? I think, you know... With these good teams, it's just so hard to call because you don't really know what games they're waking up for and what games they aren't. But I'm not concerned about the Clippers. Look, PG-13 and Kawhi. I mean, PG-13's been balling in the bubble. I mean, this guy's looked amazing. Kawhi's been, eh, he's been all right. Nothing like, nothing to balk about. Nothing to really, you know, lose your mind over. You know, and I just think that this team especially, look, one thing about this team is it seems like they have a little bit of hard time waking up for games. They dropped a lot of games this year that they should have not dropped. Like, I think they lost to the Grizzlies at one point this year by, like, 26 points. The Grizzlies. I mean, you can't you can't do that. So, But obviously, we know what they're made of. We know they have championship medals. So when you drop a game like that or a game like the other day to the Suns, you know, they're probably just not that interested. They're waiting for the playoffs. We know who Kawhi is. He's Mr. Load Management. He's Mr. Get Me to the Playoffs and I'll Take You Home. He's Mr. That Guy. That is who he is. He's bored man. He only shows up in the playoffs. So we'll see. You know what I mean? Overall, I'm not... I'm not concerned about the Clippers. Look, they're going to make a deep playoff run. We know what they're about. I think the one thing that is intriguing, though, is... Why hasn't Montrez Harrell returned to the bubble yet? And when is he returning? He has to do a 10-day quarantine but when he arrives. So is he going to miss some playoff games potentially? I think that's something to be intrigued about. But overall, look, Clippers are fine. They'll be there in the end. Don't worry about it. They'll be in the conference finals for sure. But all right, now with that out of the way, let's look ahead to these weekend games. That's how I'm going to finish this week's episode here, the weekend games. We got some good ones tonight, the Clippers and the Mavericks. Look, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic is going to go at it. That's obviously star-powered. A lot of people will have their eyes on that one. Now, obviously, you got the Blazers and the Nuggets. Ooh, that's a good one as well. Man, I wish I could watch that. The stupid Xfinity has not made a deal with our local broadcast station that broadcast the Nuggets game. So even when it's on NBA TV, they block it out because we're supposed to have that channel, but we don't because Xfinity can't make a deal with the broadcasting station. So it's just a mess. I'm mad about it. I want to watch the Nuggets. I want to watch MPJ. I want to see what he does tonight. And then of course you got the Lakers and Rockets. Obviously I already told you LeBron James not playing. I think Anthony Davis is going to suit up. I think, I don't know. This looks to me to be a chess move from the Lakers. I don't know how hurt LeBron is, although he could be hurt. You never know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I do kind of think this is kind of a chess game on the part of the Lakers. You know, Houston's balling in this bubble, and I think they're building a lot of confidence. Lakers are slowly losing confidence throughout these games. So it's a chess move by the Lakers. Let's let's not play our best player. So if Houston wins, they don't feel as good about it as if LeBron or as they would if LeBron played. So I think there's a little trickery going on with that. I think there's kind of a little chess match there. They don't want the Rockets to get full of themselves because they might have to face the Rockets in the second round of the playoffs, which would be a tough, grueling matchup, especially stylistically because they're such different ball clubs. So a little bit of chess from the Lakers going on. I think I don't think LeBron's groin's anything to really be that concerned about. I'm not concerned about it. Um 
But then again, we'll have to wait and see when the playoffs start. That's when I'll be concerned about it. And then, of course, we got Friday's games, tomorrow night's games, the Thunders and Grizzlies. Grizzlies, of course, trying to get that win in the bubble. They're trying to keep pace. They're trying to get that eighth seed. I don't see it happening. Job Morant's a beast, but I just don't like the surrounding cast, especially after losing Jackson. I mean, that's just not good for them. And then you got the Wizards and Pelicans. Pelicans, they're still going to be battling for that eight spot. They still are. They're still in there. The Wizards, that should be a win for them, but it's the Pelicans. Who knows? They might jump that one up. They're a young team, inexperienced, and it just seems to not go their way right now in the bubble. Destiny is not calling for the Pelicans to make the playoffs, even though the NBA sure hoped it would. <laughs> And then the Celtics and Raptors will be the nightcap Friday night. That's obviously a major game, not in terms of seeding or anything like that, but just to see where these two teams are and how they would match up in a playoff series. I love that game. I'll be looking forward to that. And then Saturday, we got a lot of games going on, man. Saturday is the day you got the Clippers and the Blazers. That's a good one. Can the Blazers make the eighth seed? They got a tough schedule ahead, and it starts with the Clippers, man. We'll see what they can do. Then you got the Jazz and the Nuggets. Look, the Nuggets, we all know how I feel about them. The Jazz, I don't see them making a deep run. I see them kind of being the first round and out team. But who knows, you know, I do like Donovan Mitchell. It seems that he and Gobert have made up their relationship since the whole COVID thing. So we'll see what happens there. You got the Suns versus the Heat. Look. Devin Booker's been balling the Heat. They've been missing Jimmy Butler. We'll see if he plays the Heat. I think are going to be a surprise team in the playoffs. You got the Lakers and the Pacers. We'll see if LeBron plays in that one. My guess is he does, but you never know at this point. And then the Bucks and the Mavs, Giannis versus Luka. That's obviously a great game to round out the Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a great weekend of basketball. And look, before I end this podcast here, I just got to apologize to all the ladies out there because if you have a man that is into basketball like I am, you know that all we have done is watch basketball nonstop for the last week. And <laughs> it's only been a week, and I already have my lady complain to me about it. Well, why do we have to watch it every night? Do we have to watch it every night? And I'm just like, man... I'm sorry, but what do you want from us, guys? What do you want from us? We just You just had four months of our undivided attention. You had all that power, and now they don't want to give it back. Even though, guys, man, I know, I know you are too. I'm freaking stoked that the NBA is back. It's been freaking, it's been a fun week. I missed it so much, and I just love coming home and watching basketball all night. There's no better way to spend the night unless I'm with my girl, of course, but obviously, she's not digging it very well. And I know some of your guys' ladies probably aren't digging it very well either or very much. But with that all out of the way, I hope you guys have an excellent weekend. That's it for today's show, Thursday, August 6th. We'll see what happens with these games. And we'll see what happens with the race for the eighth seed. We'll see what goes on here. Who knows? Who knows? It's going to get real interesting. But I already said I got my money on the Blazers. We'll see what happens this weekend, though. Thanks again for listening, fellas. Oh, yeah. And if you like the podcast, please be sure to go to Spotify above the rim. Give it a follow. Tell your friends about like basketball. if They like basketball. It's really what this podcast is here is come on here, talk about sports, everything of that nature. So that would be obviously very greatly appreciated. And we'll see you guys back here next week.